This is the Christian Circle Podcast and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Welcome to a new episode of the Christian Circle Podcast. This is our 100th episode. Yes, we've reached 100 and here's to another 100 episode. To celebrate our 100th episode, we have two very special guests, the authors of the book Man Your Post, Learning to Lead Like St. Joseph. So we have Carrie Daunt and Dwayne Daunt, who's here to explain to us about their book and about St. Joseph and about manning your post, being a model masculine man. So welcome to our podcast and tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Hey, good evening, Pam. Great to be here. We appreciate it and excited to be on your 100th episode. Uh, Yeah, no, um, my name is Dwayne and my wife is Carrie and we have been married for almost 24 years now. Um, amazingly, it's gone by super fast. We have uh, nine wonderful children. Um, actually just welcomed number nine back in May. So it's been fairly busy over here, um, but a lot of fun, a lot of joy um, with a wide variation of age groups from 22 down to newborn. So always, <laughs> always a lot of fun over here in, in the Dot household. So um, really excited about that. Um, overall, just um, kind of where the, and Carrie would probably jump in the book a little bit, but kind of where it came from was just our real calling and desire and passion for families and just, mm-hmm. and where men sit within relation to that and just the bigger picture of the church and then also with society as a whole and um, kind of what drove that vision of, of the book coming out. But it was a, a long time coming and Carrie will touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um we're very grateful to, to be with you tonight, Pamela. I'm excited about your 100 episode. What an accomplishment. The book really was born out of both of our hearts uh, almost 15 years ago. <laughs> it was one of those things that um, it was only the Lord and his timing. But Dwayne was was mowing the yard one day and he came in and just said, I I, I think I know where we are as a society that the, that we men and he you know, even was speaking, including himself, but just this we need to man our post. Like there's just this vacancy here. We need to step up and to be the masculine leaders that we're called to. We've been just not, and you can probably speak to this part, just not really walking into the places where we're being called in this vacuum has created a lot of what we were seeing. And and during this time, it was the big um, election year. And there was this whole back and forth about this war on women. And he said, you know, we're, we're waging, we're allowing the women to be vulnerable, to be even engaged in this, in this war, in the sense, because of um, the way that we've abandoned our post. And I told him at that point, I, I kind of laughed and said, sounds like you have a book to write. And, and, and he was like, Oh gosh, that's a lot of pressure. So um, actually it's something that has been, we've talked about for a long time and COVID just provided this perfect opportunity Um to be able, you know, with our busy family and everything else, just to be able to to revisit it. And so um, the book is structured in that it is the litany of St. Joseph. So these beautiful virtues of St. Joseph, this time-honored um, tradition of the church to pray this litany, um, is kind of the, the spine of the book. And um, each of the different virtues are written by a different man, just to kind of give this perspective of this virtue. And um, it happened to be because it was COVID that um, and everything had kind of shut down that not only did we have time to work on this project, but there were a lot of other Catholic leaders in the church um, that were willing to give their time and and to offer their perspective 
on, on these different virtues, um, like St. Joseph, most just, St. Joseph, most courageous, um, most patient. Mm, most chaste. <laughs> most yep. chaste, right. And so um, in that, um, we have this beautiful collection of voices just sharing about men's personal struggles with virtue and, and how to walk into that and um, to live more deeply in their calling as men. And, and it's written from lots of different voices so that each, you know, different perspectives are, are heard and, and shared. Yeah. I think one of the, the big thing is, is to, for men to know that there's other men that are out there that are really great Catholic, holy men, but they struggle in certain areas and, and how to do that. And then each of the stories provides kind of an action plan. You know, as men, we love checklists and to-do lists <laughs> and getting things knocked out. Like, how do I do that? And then give me the steps. So there's there's direction and questions that help men with that. So we wanted to be, you know, very inspired from that standpoint, but also something they could aspire to and not feel like it's out of reach. But yeah, just a tremendous collection of men that spent their time and contributed to the book. So yeah, we're really excited about it. And I think it's a great book because um, when you say there's an attack on women, I think today more than ever, there's also an attack on men. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure on men and um, they, they have all these things going on. Uh, in the church, we know what uh, model masculine man is supposed to be like because we have St. Joseph, we have a lot of saints, we have Catholic leaders that we look up to, and we obviously know people who are like this. But for others who don't know, what is a model masculine man supposed to look like? And why is that even important? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. I, I think there's probably a lot of different models out there. I mean, there's things to me that, that personify, you know, kind of what that looked like. I mean, really, you know, kind of when you're manning your post, I mean, you know, when you think about it, and my background is, is in the military. So you look at it, you know, somebody who's defending an area. So, it, but it sometimes is very difficult and hard. You're, 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 you have folks that are attacking you and, and challenge you're facing and fending off those folks. So, really, I think one of the biggest things is for men is, is not to be, we have a lot of this over masculinity where, you know, how you treat, you know, your spouse, or your children. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's not the right way to do that. Really, it's somebody who's willing to step in every day and defend them and man that post and be in that spot for them. And sometimes it's, you know, a lot of times doing those hard little things every day where you have to give up some of that time or those things to make sure that you're being there for your family and those around you and your community too. So it's really just all of those things that, that come into that. Um, Cause not only you provide protection for your current family and your kids, but you know, the next generational, we carry does a lot of stuff with it with her ministry on, on, other, on the John Paul II Healing Center, where there's a lot of wounds that occur because of that, because that protection and that coverage was not provided. So I think it's important for men to, to step into there and protect those that they love and they're, 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 they've been given. You know, it's, to me, it's a gift that all my kids are given to me. It's a blessing. So I, I need to be there for them and then future generations. So that's, that's really why it's important because it's just impacting so many folks around you. Yeah, and the, and the healing center... Pam, um, in the healing kind of circles, Pamela, we, we often talk about that, which is not transformed is transmitted. <laughs> yeah. And just that, that beautiful commitment to, you know, being the parent or the spouse or the brother um, in Christ that we're called to be in, in those places. And, um, and what happens too, as a result of someone who is not at their post is that post is left abandoned, which leaves you vulnerable for the enemy's attack. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just Dwayne is beautifully, and he will say sometimes imperfectly, but really 
laid down his life so often for our family. And the fruit of that has been watching um, the beauty of, of our children have that kind of security <laughs> and seeing um, just the good that can come out of that simple task of just being present, uh, which I think in our day and age, it's harder and harder yeah. to find to find that kind of willingness to be present and to be at that post. So most often men will ask, you know, what are they supposed to lead? I mean, yes, it, they have a family um, and even that is becoming harder to do. But then there's the community, there's the world at large. So yeah. what are men supposed to actually be leading and what qualities do they need to have to be in this leadership position? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, I really, I, to me, it's a lot of that in the family, the community. I think there's a lot of that, you know, that comes into it as a man where we're supposed to be and, and kind of showing those in, in the church as well. I think sometimes there's a lot of times where the, the men don't step into those positions in the church. A lot of times, our, you know, our wives and, 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 our, and the women in our lives do the, all those roles and we've kind of abdicated that. So I think, you know, there's, there's all those positions and, and to do that in a way that's caring and loving. But yeah, a lot of those qualities to me, I think I'd look to St. Joseph from that standpoint. I mean, service, I mean, sacrifice, I mean, the, the amount of love he has, obedience. I mean, think about, you know, being told that you're going to be, you know, the, the the father of the Christ on earth. I mean, how, how do you handle that news, right? And that you need to take care of that. I mean, that's, I think a lot of men, I mean, I, I'm sure it scared him too, probably, but I mean, that would be terrifying for a lot of men and the responsibility of it being obedient to that and then the fruit that comes out of that, right? And patience. So I think a lot of the, the, the traits that you see in St. Joseph, a lot of the, the, the talks that we give, the sections in the book relate to that. And I think that's the qualities, you know, we can all work towards. None of us have all of them. We're not perfect them. But I think part of that, you know, from looking at qualities, like, am I willing to look at myself and every day, you know, am I doing the best I can every day and improving if, if I'm not? Like, what areas, some introspection and how do I get better and getting feedback on that? I think it's important so for this, as a man. Yeah, and I think like the prayer, prayer and sacraments, and um, you know, leading with that virtue of humility too. Like I don't have all the answers, you know. I think not a chance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, you know, and and I think Ephesians five lays a beautiful groundwork of that. Just husbands laying down your wives, you know, and 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 then the wives part, you know, our our role in that place is, is also like respecting our husbands, mm -hmm. believing in them, knowing that they have what it takes, you know, and affirming them in their places of standing in that place. So what happens when um, the man does not lead, you know, what are the things um, like if a man is listening to this, I mean, what can mm -hmm. happen when they step back and say, okay, let somebody else do it. And it happens a lot of times in church, you know, you, you, you yeah. don't have the men filling up the positions. You have like the women doing the ultra serving, the lecturing, the cantering, everything. So what happens when men don't really lead? Yeah, I think that was, you know, kind of the, the realization when I was my epiphany, I guess, when I was mowing the grass for like, <laughs> like five minutes of quiet time is, you know, to me, a lot of the, the stuff you're seeing in society and, and culturally now are because of that vacuum that's created when men aren't in there, when you either have, you know, single families or single mothers that are leading the family and trying to mentor men. I mean, the moms are fantastic, but there is a piece where, you know, you learn by observing and, and seeing it. So, you know, she does a great job, but she's not providing that masculine component. So to me, without that, presence that we're seeing in society. And I think that's we're seeing a lot of things come out of that, a lot of the negative impacts in our culture mm -hmm. and society when men are not present, you know, and that's what we talk about 
you're not manning that post, you're not there, you're, you abdicate or it's vacant, it allows a lot of that stuff to come into play, especially in the household. Um, so you're, again, you're impacting the current generation and then the generations to come, and it's the amount of either divorces, single families, and just how that's impacted you know, society right now is I think it directly stems from men not being in those positions and, and taking that responsibility. And to me, I mean, I've looked at St. Joseph for a long time. I went to a, a retreat back in college, so a long, long time ago, it feels like, and um, just was adoration there and just the presence and just thinking about, you know, how he is, how amazing he was. I mean, really, if you go through the Bible, it's not a single recorded word that St. Joseph spoke, right? Yeah. But, um, but just everything he impacted, what he did, just generation, generationally by him stepping in, leading, I mean, just just a tremendous you know man from that standpoint so i think he's you know someone who would just leads he would lay down his life for his family if he had to and really i can just picture him you know and and, and jesus in his workshop just how many lessons you know jesus is getting from life just watching saint joseph as a carpenter right how cool that would be to, to pass that stuff on so again to me i think it's such a foundational item that, that the men aren't there in providing that leadership and guidance it's just it's just impacting all those foundational items right now as a society and culture. I definitely think too, just as you're speaking and from a wider perspective beyond the family, you know, I think it's always important to have both the masculine and the feminine, Mm -hmm. you know, we're created uh, with this beautiful complementarity and both having both examples of that is, is, is a gift to the church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I I love that, you know, women have in recent years done more lecturing and and having that perspective of the feminine. Um, But I also can see um, just how profoundly important it is to have men outside of just the, the fathers in the church, but, but doing other leadership positions Mm -hmm. um, because there is a vacancy there. We need, we need the masculine perspective on, on the different committees and (laughs) the different, um, different roles of the church Mm -hmm. and growing and, and, and offering, you know, I think there's something really important of, of seeing other men stepping into those positions. It's an invitation for other men to say, how can I get involved? You know, what, what can I do? Yeah. I mean, we spend a lot of, a lot of time and effort and a lot of other things and it's, it's kind of taken a backseat from that standpoint and some of the roles in the church and stuff. So I you know, think it's very important, probably also contributes to some of the shortages we have and the vocations as well, because we're not seeing those examples and, and, and prioritizing it. So um, yeah, I, I, I think it carries right on the nose. I mean, you know, it, from that standpoint, it's a team effort. I mean, she does so many different things that are so much better than I am, but I think it does take you know, both, both pieces there to run that. And I think it's important from that standpoint because we both contributed things to it. But I think, yeah, to me, a lot of, a lot of issues, if, if we look at those core functions and those core things in, in society and culturally, I think a lot of that stuff goes away when we have that, that masculine presence that's, that's there in the household in a, in a good way. My next question is, I guess... Um... You're raising sons as well, so you would know this better than anybody else. <laughs> how can how do you help a man? I mean, how can a man actually find out what his mission is? So, okay, he has a post in his family and he's thinking, okay, um, yeah. what is my role here? What is my vocation here? So how can a man actually find out his mission? Yeah. No, we've been fortunate. We have we have six boys now. So we have yeah, two to uh, six to three ratio. So quite a bit. Um, and they're all different. So unique um, and different talents, and different gifts. So it's, it's fun to watch all the differences, even with the same genetic pool and the same household. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's, you know, for, I think it's, I help, I think from my standpoint, I would help, I help the boys with that. You know, we, we constantly do that. We also have a great network. I have, my father-in-law is tremendous with kind of drawing out that aspect of, you know, what their calling is and, and what they're meant to be. Um, I have a super great support structure. I have a brother-in-law who's also really involved in stuff and helps with that. And just an extended family that does that too. But I think it's all important. They're, they're surrounded by really great godly men. I think it's important to see that. Um, but I, but between that and just also, I think it's, you know, looking at other aspects of the sacraments to me. I mean, I love adoration. Um, when I get to go, it's a it's a, a quiet time, uninterrupted time, um, just to sit there and be in the presence, and and it gives me a lot of reflection opportunity and just seeing things and hearing things that I don't normally have the time to do. So I think those are all important for them. But um, yeah, I think we we support that. We 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 drive them into different areas and we look at things. But they've, you know, we're blessed to be in a community that they see it. We we through the center and 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 other things. We have a lot of priests that come through the house. We had. Um, my sister lived with us for six months. So just really exposing them to all those pieces of it. And then Carrie's done a great job through our homeschool co-op too, of just developing them in the, in the faith. They see it, they live it, you know, weekly, you know, going to mass weekly and then daily mass as well. Um, all those things help, I think, foster them and see that, that what that mission could be for them. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's a lot of areas that help drive that. So I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah. yeah and I think if, if, you know, listeners are wondering, okay, well, what, what can I do in this in this place, you know, maybe we didn't have the formation or the foundation, which Dwayne can, that there is this opportunity within community, within the church, you know, we are the body of Christ. And, and there's so many different resources out there that I think are underutilized. Um, just ministries, yes, of the church, but Bible studies, men's groups, accountability. I mean, I think every man and every woman, honestly, would benefit from, from seeking out the elders. You know, I just, I love the the story, um, you know, the, the presentation, you know, the, the fourth of the joyful mysteries of, of just seeing Anna and Simeon and the temple and just what they had to offer for, for Mary and Joseph. And just how sometimes we don't utilize the wisdom that's already gone before us, the people who, you know, just seeing families in the pew or maybe, um, even at the grocery store or whatever, just not being afraid to put yourself out there and ask, like, how do you do this? You know, where did you get this wisdom? Where, you know, what can you teach me? And and really being able to be humble enough to, to seek guidance and surround yourself if maybe that wasn't your experience growing up or um, don't have people in your life like that. Because I think community is essential or made for communion. And when we have other holy people in our lives, um, it makes such a, such a tremendous difference. Mm-hmm. I, I think spiritual direction in that mm-hmm. way too, or, or daily mass, um, you know, even once a week or first Fridays of the month, just opportunities to really um, anchor yourself in the faith and find community. Because I think the lie of the culture is that we can do it on our own, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> which is the opposite of, of what we're called to. So I think you partly answered the next question, which is when things get yeah. really difficult. <laughs> You know, when they get hard, like when somebody's anxious or they're overwhelmed with the amount of responsibilities that they have, um, what should a man do or where should he turn? Yeah, no, and, it, and it, it happens a lot. I mean, there's, a, you know, as you can probably imagine with nine kids, just, you know, the, the, as you know, my role and taking that on from a providership standpoint and financially what that looks like. So there's a lot of times the stress and the fears kick in. So 
Um, yeah, I think where Carrie had led with that is really is having a strong community around you mm-hmm. and almost accountability, whether that's a men's group or that's somebody you, you know or somebody in the church or joining some of those things. I mean, really, you know, you see that in team sports. We saw in the military, you know, you really have there's typically you have a, a really close knit group of, of male friends that you have about you that you can be very open and honest with. And then seek guidance and feedback and, and see what you can do and be open to it and vulnerable with it. I think the problem is that a lot of times, you know, as men, we look at it and we just figure we can plow through it and mm-hmm. fix it and solve ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where some of that problem is. And sometimes Carrie's point, I you know, we do it a lot in business, like, well, how does somebody else do this before me? So I don't have to do it as hard and do it again, right? <laughs> but yeah, in the personal side, we tend to not look for advice or feedback on how this was easier by somebody else or take their knowledge and experience and make it easier for myself. So I think that all that comes into play as well as, you know, how, how do we find that group around us and, and find that core sense that we can reach out to and then, and then be open to it. I mean, that's the other part. You can have it, but if you're not willing to leverage it or use it, it doesn't benefit you. So you have to be willing to open up and say, look, I, I need some help here and, and I need some support or something in place there um, from that standpoint. So I think that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, if you don't have that, I mean, obviously priests would be helpful from that standpoint um trying to find some of that support in place but yeah and yeah. pamela i always tell people sorry I don't okay. interrupt, just be the invitation you know if there's something out there that you don't see fills that void you know just say I, you know i have a couple of you know hours free do you guys want to come and grab a cup of coffee and we could talk about the book of acts or mm. you know just whatever you even if it's a recreational activity mm. and then a couple of minutes in adoration after just some way to be that initiation for that because i think there's so much growth that happens when we're able to be in community like that yeah one of the things we didn't i don't think we planned on it apparently but we've seen kind of organically is is with man your post a lot of men are getting together and kind of doing like a bible study and you know, kind of a book mm-hmm. study with it mm-hmm. and progressing through it because you do have that call to action there so they can then do a checkup mm-hmm. you know like the following week and, and build in some stuff like that so again i think it does you know, i think we a lot of us feel and carriers just on our on our women's conference a lot as they People feel like I'm the only person that's ever gone through this. I'm the only person experiencing that. But in fact, that's not probably the case mm-hmm. in most instances. So how do you reach out and find that sense of community out there? So, yeah, I think, you know, building that, that group, you know, that, that band of brothers, we'd probably call it the military kind of thing, is where you have that trust and then you can reach out and get that support when you need to is, is going to be important from that standpoint. But, you know, everybody doesn't have that. So that you got to find it somewhere else, maybe in, in the church mm-hmm. that you go to or reach out to some folks or be open about it. But that's that's really, I think, the way we found it is just having that community around you is the most important. So. And on the flip side, I think if you see somebody struggling like you're a guy and you see somebody else struggling, I mean, offer, um, you know, uh, take them out for a cup of coffee or include them or start something or get them to talk. Right. I mean. Um, if you if you realize somebody needs help, go up to them and 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 kind of like talk to them, at least talk to them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we've sometimes decided, obviously, there's so many distractions out there nowadays. Yeah. And that's where I mean, even we a recent homily at our parish, the priest was talking about that. And, you know, I think somebody's like, well, can you pray for me? And, and he was like, yeah, you know, initially I'll do that. Whereas now it's let's do that right now. Like, let's do some action, to help yeah. that person and don't be afraid of of what that interaction may look like. Cause you could, I mean, you may do it hundred times, but the one time that somebody accepts it could be the most important. So you have to be willing, you know, to put yourself out there. And from that standpoint, yeah, I think we, we've become a little bit, you know, it's the same as on the block, right? I think back in the stories are always, 
you know, every knew what everybody's kids were doing. If you did anything wrong, everybody's parents knew it. Where today we seem very sheltered and kind of removed from that. We're very independent. There's not a lot of that in place. We don't have that community anymore. So I think it's important that we can reach out and you're comfortable doing that and helping or, or seeing somebody's in need and providing that support. So yeah, definitely. Okay. And if there's one quality that you say men should be starting off with, right? They they just found out about St. Joseph and they want one quality that they can start <laughs> working on tonight. Like what is the one thing that you would suggest that they should do and that quality? Humility. Humility, that's a good okay. one, yeah. That's a tough one, yeah. <laughs> I think humility is a great one because it offers you up in a lot of different ways, like the ability to be obedient, the ability to listen. Um, you know, it's, it's important. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's, that's a tough one. But yeah, I think that's a great quality to have is just knowing that there's probably gaps in your, what you're doing. How do you, how do you get better at that? And what do you look for it? But um, yeah, we've been, you know, I've been blessed to be influenced and be around some, some really, really strong men. And I'm, and like, before we got married, Carrie's dad prayed for, you know, for a spouse. And we do that for our kids too. Are you, you know, you guys, a parent, you know, we're praying for our kids and their spouses to make sure they find that a spouse that's, that's great for them, that God's intended them for. So I think all those functions are, you know, have been huge for me and hopefully it impacts our children as well. And humility is the hardest one thing to <laughs> right at the beginning. But, oh, but yes. yeah. So tell people where they can find your book if they want to reach out to you, where they can reach you, where you are online. Yeah, um, our book can be found at the um, John Paul II Healing Center um, website, which is jpiihealingcenter.org. Um, it also can be found in every other kind of Catholic retailer, including Mm -hmm. Amazon. <laughs> um, but also uh, we can be reached. Um, both of us have emails through the center. Um, it's just our first initial of our name, our last name, dot at JP. Um, I, 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 Hailing Center. Yeah. Dot org. Yeah. So Carrie does a lot of the, we've been involved in ministry for a long time. Carrie does speaking engagements on women, marriage and um, some other stuff. And then I've been doing a lot of the kind of back-end operations and supporting the structure then in the center and then also doing some, we've done some of the marriage conferences as well. So, yeah. So, and then Carrie's got a couple other books out as well. So, yeah, we're, um, it's been a, a great, um, great involvement for us. We've really enjoyed it. It's been, you know, we, we really feel called to the, the family and the ministry and the healing associated with the center and what its role is. So, yeah, appreciate okay. the time. Great. So thank you so much for being on our 100th podcast. Uh, congratulations again. And uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you.